Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Still No Plan. I'm Jordan here with Autumn and a really special guest this week. We have Claire Calfo, host of What Your Mom Forgot to Tell You, the podcast about all things, honestly, just all things exploring life. It has health, mental health, um, setting boundaries, being in your first like job out of college. So we're excited to talk about kind of go back to the roots of this podcast and talk about getting your shit together in your twenties. So welcome to the podcast, Claire. We're so excited to have you. Hi, thank you so much for having me. And I am so excited for this conversation and just to be here with you too. Yeah, well, we are super, super excited. Um, we would love to kick it off with just like an intro. What's your vibe? What's your star sign? Anything special about you? <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So um, I'm Claire. I'm based in Los Angeles. Currently, my job, I run two podcasts, uh, one being What Your Mom Forgot to Tell You, and then another being uh, the Scooty Fun Podcast, which is a more mental health driven podcast. Um, I'm also a full-time product designer which means I design software and uh, work at a startup. So that's kind of an interesting side life that I have. Um, I'm an Aries, uh, Sagittarius moon and Libra rising. Um, and, yeah. you know, I, I lean into that a bit. Um, currently in a relationship and um, I am obsessed with both dogs and cats and really want a black cat soon. So maybe that's a kind of fun part of the intro. <laughs> Okay, wait, if you're into woo-woo stuff, are you not scared of like getting a black witchy cat or are you like that? I want to like break no. the bounds on that. And I know, that's what I was asking. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's more, it's kind of more witchy of me to get a black cat. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Like Jordan's lean into that. at me. I know, Jordan's yelling I know, at I me like, for asking. <laughs> I just wanted to know because sometimes you learn stuff like actually black cats mean X, Y, and Z. And I was like, I would have mm -hmm. wanted to know if you knew that. <laughs> I know. No, I don't know, but I think I'd like to lean in for sure and give, they're not adopted. They're like the number one, like they're always in foster homes apparently. So I think that's where it hit my soft spot. Mm -hmm. Um. Well, that's adorable. We are very pro animal here and I am also a Libra rising. So yes, Twice. we love it. Um. So I would love to know kind of on the theme of the name of your podcast, what your mom forgot to tell you, what like first kind of, or what was one of the biggest surprises after you graduated college and were like in this new adulthood stage, what were you like, oh shit, I'm not at all prepared for this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's actually funny. So I graduated in 2018 and I studied anthropology in college and I was like, what the F am I going to do with this degree? Um, and I actually took a year off and taught in Madrid, Spain for a year. Um, I taught English. And so I felt like it was kind of an extended college year for me where I still didn't really think about what I wanted to do. And I was able to have fun and travel. And I'm so grateful for that experience. Um, and then once I got back to, you know, the United States and was looking for a job, I think I was surprised how many jobs there are out there now. I think when I was in college, I was like, oh, I'm going to be a recruiter or I'm going to be in sales. And I think what surprised me is looking at the tech space and looking kind of at um, just, you know, different types of jobs in general, I was actually surprised with how many variations there are. And something that my friend told me in college was like, don't worry about the job you're going to have, because it might not exist yet. And I loved that. And I thought that was such a cool thing to say. And even now I tell myself that if I'm like a little unhappy in my job, or I'm sort of thinking of like, what else I could be doing. 
that's always a good reminder. So I think that's one of my biggest surprises I had. I know I saw this quote last night and it was like, think about all of your favorite authors that you haven't even heard of yet, or all of your favorite books that you haven't even read yet. And I was like, that is so sweet. That's such a good mindset to have. It's so cool that you went and lived in Spain for a year. How did you decide to do that? Like, did you go by yourself? Did you go with friends? Did you travel alone a lot? Like, I want to hear about that. Yeah, I um, didn't study abroad because of my major and um, I took on too much as I do typically and um, decided, you know, I really want to have that experience abroad and I want to live abroad and um, do all that. And so I took the leap. I went through CIE. So they really help you with your visa and all of those kind of nitty gritty things that you need to do. And yeah, I didn't know anyone. And somehow met this girl on Instagram. She was like, I have a friend of a friend who said you were going to Spain and I'm wondering if it's the same program. So um, we ended up being roommates and met so many friends uh, together through that program. And it was just such a great experience. And now I have friends like all over the country versus just the West Coast. So um, friends in like Chicago, Boston, Florida. It's so funny that I always was in this West Coast bubble and now kind of had like friends from all over. Um, but yeah, I did a ton of travel, did one solo trip. I wish I did more. And I'm kind of in this new era where I'm like, I need to like go on a solo trip again soon. So um, it's really fun to do that. And looking back, it was just such a great experience, like I said. What was your one solo trip? Well, so my one solo trip, um, I went to Granada and I took the train. Oh, wait, no, that was different. I went to, um, oh my gosh, what's it called? Valencia. Because they have the best paella in Spain, apparently. So I stayed in this. Um, it was kind of a weird experience, actually. I stayed in this Airbnb, like private room, because it was so cheap, and I was only making a thousand dollars a month. So I was like, I really gotta make the best of this. And the guy <laughs> was uh, from Spain, but all of his friends were Russian, and they all spoke English. So I ended up, of course, like not as solo as I thought. Like ended up making these like random friends and connections. <laughs> But it was really nice to like be on the beach and do all these like walks. I walked like a million miles, I feel like that weekend. So I was just like walking around everywhere by myself. So, yeah. I feel like that's one of the benefits of doing solo travel is like all of the random people that you're Uh kind of like, you're almost more inclined to like meet strangers and like reach out to people. We had someone, Ella Henry on our podcast a while ago, and she was talking Mm -hmm. about, she went to Costa Rica for like six weeks or something completely by herself. But like she met, she just like made friends and was like, yeah, I think that's so cool. (laughs) I think it's crazy to make make friends. She's like, you're with talks to people. (laughs) Yeah. If you're with someone else, you're not going to like turn to the next person next to you and be like hi so I mean you could do that but it's just kind of more rare so you're like in this weird state where you're really open and open to just talking to like someone in an elevator or um someone on the street Mm -hmm. so it is it's an interesting experience um I'm curious kind of on the topic of friends something that honestly inspired this podcast Autumn and I both went to college together we went to USC Mm -hmm. and then we both moved away from each other which was our first mistake but more importantly we (laughs) moved away from our entire friend group and into new cities we were kind of the only people in those cities after college so Mm -hmm. um it sounds like you made all of these new friends in your year but when you came home I believe you went to Santa Clara and then you you're now in LA so you moved out of your college town did you experience any loneliness or transitions into new friendships in that time and like how was that experience 
A hundred percent. Yeah. And, you know, just like disclaimer too, it's like, I still like experience loneliness sometimes. And it is like hard to be away from your really like good core group of friends. Um, I'm lucky enough to have like such an amazing group from high school and college and really similar to you two. I um, had a group of friends and we all went to different cities. So it's just so funny how that works and we keep in touch and that's always so nice. But yeah, like making new friends is really hard and experiencing that loneliness of missing your old friends and those like connections that are so strong and then kind of uh, trying to adjust your expectations to be like, I just met these people. It's not going to be like, bam, right away. It's going to be like, you can click with people like that. But I think the loneliness does come from maybe like that longing of like those really strong connections and friendships you have from some of your older um, friend relationships. And so, yeah, I definitely still experience that. And I even just, um, I have to remind myself like alone time is so important, but then it's also like, okay, you also have to like get yourself out there. And like, I think when we're adults now too, something important is like, you can really choose your friends where it's like in college and high school, you were sort of in a smaller situation or in a sorority or in, you know, these different um, sort of elements. And now you really do get to choose your friendships. And if something's not serving you, you can like move on. But I think there's also, again, like a loneliness aspect to that, where it's like, okay, like I want to be making meaningful relationships, but um, you know, you have to be really mindful, I guess, now just like approaching those and deciding what you want and who you want to surround yourself with. Yeah, I think it's also hard to just like learning to balance time and working. Mm -hmm. And I, I have found that it's so much harder to make friends because of the time aspect of everything. I'm like, you, I'm willing to like have that couple of weeks or months of where it's like, we're still getting to know each other and we don't know, Mm -hmm. like, we're not like that comfortable yet. We're still learning, but then it's like, okay, we did that for a month, but then you were out of town for two weeks and I was out of town for two weeks. And then now it's been six months (laughs) and we're not really friends. So I'm not going to see you again. (laughs) That's the most relatable thing ever. Yeah. It's like, okay. Um, I can book you in in probably July. It's like (laughs) so tough. Yeah. It's so tough. And it's really, like the consistency. I think when I moved to LA, uh, where I am now, I kind of expected these friendships to come really naturally, like they had in college. And when I was abroad too, just because everyone was looking to make friends and everyone was like open. And I think moving to this new city, I was like, oh, I actually have to like be consistent and I have to try and I have to like check in with people. And that's like a rude awakening in a way where you're like, okay, this is not easy. Like it's not easy to make a friend as an adult, but um, you have to like put an effort. So yeah. What have you found that's like worked for you in making friends? Have you like joined clubs or what's that been like for you? I think it's the main thing that I've found to be most successful is just like the mutual friend aspect where it's like you have a friend of a friend who of a friend who has a really cool friend who lives there and you're like, set me up with them. Um, so I think that and like making the effort, I think is the biggest thing. Like um, I think we can all like, I love like a night at home alone, sitting at home all day. But I think the like you really, like I said, like have to be consistent and put in effort. Um, and yeah, just like don't be shy. Like I said, to like imagine you're solo traveling, like we were talking about earlier. Like turn to that random person at the yoga class or um, you know, wherever you are. And if someone's at like that yoga class too, they probably have a lot of similar interests that you do. Um, so yeah, like going to events and finding things to do and then just like don't be shy, like to I like today met someone in an elevator at like a my like building that I was at and I was like oh that's so funny like we're just in the elevator alone and that we're like getting coffee next week so it's just like doing things like that that's just like really simple but it usually leads to like a bigger thing. 
gonna like post on Instagram. Anyone have any friends of a friend of a friend that is kind of yeah. cool that I can hang out with? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're like, please help. <laughs> um, I would love to talk a bit. You mentioned earlier that you are the host of the Scooty Fun podcast, which for those that don't, we actually had Casey on a while oh my ago. Gosh, that's um, great. Yeah. And we talked about the founding of the Scooty Fund, but for those who don't know, it's a nonprofit dedicated to raising awareness um, and resources and support for mental health issues, especially in young men. Um, but I would love to know how you got into the Scooty Fund. Like, how does that play a role in your life? Absolutely. Yeah. And so Scooty Fund was started by Casey and her younger brother, Will, died by suicide. And Will was actually one of my really good friends at Santa Clara. So I have like a really near and dear connection to the organization and, um, you know, growing up to my younger brother had two friends pass away from suicide as well. So it's a really like intense issue, I think in our communities and it really impacts like anyone, you know, like a friend of a friend, again, that whole thing, or a family member, everyone's really been impacted by this. And I think just, um, I never really was involved in mental health before that. And it's, caused me to question so many things and caused me to like look at life in such a different way I guess because um you know life is short if you think about it and you never know what's going to happen and um I think being a part of that organization has been like one of the best things that's ever happened to me also so have made so many friends Kathy and I are close now and um it's really been the best thing for like personal growth also um and having you know a group of people that you've met, met who are there for a similar reason um, and yeah, just being a part of that organization is amazing. And I don't know if I'm ranting now or I forget what your question was, but, um, and yeah, so like yeah, starting there was great. And I've done like a bounce, I've bounced around a million roles there. Like we tried to do a mental health app. We have done a ton of social media efforts. I tried to do some in-person stuff and then COVID hit. And then I was at a time in my life where I was like, I'm going to let the universe, uh, send things my way. Cause I'm feeling a little, like I need some more excitement. And they were like, do you want to do the podcast? And I was like, I really don't want to say yes, but I'm in this phase. So yes, I will do it. And now it's led me down this podcasting path, which is so funny, but yeah. You said, I don't really want to do a podcast, but then you loved it so much. You also started your own podcast. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want to know about the founding of your podcast. What inspired you to, to start that and, and how has that been going for you? Yeah, absolutely. I think I just loved podcasting with the Scooty Fund so much. And because it's a nonprofit, there are limitations to what you can talk about um, and certain topics that I really thought were interesting, like ketamine therapy or sex therapy. And I was like, I really want to talk about these things, but we're like sort of not allowed to also with like the boundaries of, you know, the nonprofit rules and, you know, what the organization wants to be behind. Um, so that sort of inspired me to like look at other, uh, you know, topics and think like, okay, maybe I could just start something on my own. I have all the equipment. Um, I think I know how to edit po possibly. And I really, I do this a lot and I just kind of like, don't really think about things and jump in, which is a blessing and a curse um, because I start so many cool things and like kind of fall into these random opportunities. But then I'm like, oh my God, what did I just do? So I started my podcast in December. I recorded pretty much all summer and then sat on these episodes and never ended up releasing them. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it and see what happens. And ended up releasing a lot of unedited content and just got such good feedback and then started doing the editing and sort of getting into like that and how I like remove random breathing and background noise and all that stuff. 
um, and then started to take on the social media. And by no means am I like blowing up or anything, but it's so much work. And I have so much respect for like everyone who does podcasts. Cause I'm like, Oh my God. Cause at Scooty Fun, we have people to do these volunteer roles that, you know, typically one person takes on. And so every time I am in a podcast meeting for Scooty Fun, I'm like, I'm so grateful for you guys for doing all this. Cause it's so much work. And now I understand um, cause it's really tough, but it's just so much fun. And I'm sure that's why you guys do this too, is, is you get so much joy out of like having these conversations and chatting with people and you learn so much. So it's just, uh, such a fun thing to do. Yeah. It's been so rewarding for Autumn and I, but totally like plus one on everything you said, it is so much <laughs> yeah. work. It's unbelievable. It and like, we really can like, we're like, just we're surviving over here. Like we're just yeah. like, get the content out, get the post announcing the content out. And then like, we're good. And we keep wanting to do more, but it's really it like just the base level takes a lot of time. So mm -hmm. also kudos to you for doing one alone. I think it, I, I could not handle doing one alone. Like having autumn is so helpful. Um, mm -hmm. But kind of on the note of like jumping into things, new things. Um, I'm curious if you've struggled with imposter syndrome. This is something that I was not prepared for in my twenties, mm -hmm. like how significant of a role it would play in work and all of these other things. So yeah, I'd love to know if you have imposter syndrome and like your experience with it. A hundred percent. How can you not at this point? Like <laughs> it's just insane. Um, I feel like in the real world, you're just asked to do these things and sort of like tasks and you're not really prepared and no one really like you're, you don't have this like orientation or preparation and you really just have to jump in like feet first to everything. And so, yeah, like when I, I started my product design job, I um, didn't know what I was doing at all. I really was like, I'm going to bullshit this until I like can't anymore. <laughs> and I think it's, I mean, yeah, every day I'm like, should I be like doing this job? But I think it's taken a lot of like therapy, mindfulness, and like reminding yourself like, okay, I got hired for a reason, or I'm doing this for a reason. Like, I don't like the more I question myself, the more it's like harming this like situation. At least that's what I tell myself. And I actually saw a career coach and I have imposter syndrome also side note, like with the podcast too. I'm like, what, am I, what do I think I am? Like, or who do I think I am? <laughs> what am I doing? Um, but I think just like really staying grounded and mindful has like helped me with that. And I actually saw a career coach because it was so, so bad when I first got my job. And I was working at a company and I was like one of six women out of like a ton of people. And I think another thing that no one warns you about is that like misogyny is so real. Like we'd like to think that, you know, in this day and age, like this isn't really like a problem, but it totally is. And people will put you down and you're not prepared for that also. Um, so I had to go see this career coach because I was like, I don't know how I'm going to continue doing this job if I don't. And she just gave me such great advice. Like, imposter syndrome is kind of a mindset is her theory. And this is not to say maybe like it's different for someone else, but um, her sort of perspective is that it's a, you know, it's a mindset. And what you can do is like create a list of all of the great things that you do. Like even after each day, like what did I accomplish today? And then having like your success sort of doc, like I accomplished all these things. And I think um, a lot of, a lot of things she taught me too, is that no one's going to just promote you if you're at like a, you know, yes, there are growth plans at certain places, but if you're at your company, you like have to fight for yourself. And if you have this list and you can like fight that imposter syndrome and like ask for that raise or 
you know, say like, I accomplished this this month and like you get more recognition when you ask for it. And um, being able to like show proof of that, I think is really important. So I think that helped me a lot. Another thing I do too, is when someone compliments me or compliments my work, I screenshot it and I have like a little folder in my desktop that I just keep all of like the good things people say about me. Cause you can get really in your head on these things and opening that like always brings me back to earth. And I'm like, okay, like I'm doing okay. I love the compliment folder. I definitely need to start one of those. I think yeah. also something that's like comforted me is that I don't think like anyone knows what they're doing. <laughs> no, no one knows what they're doing. <laughs> if you take away anything from this episode, it's that no one knows what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I have people that have been like senior people at my work that have been working for like 10 or 15 years. And they're like, what the fuck am I doing here? And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, are we just <laughs> all making stuff up right now? Like, I think we we're are all just like looking at numbers and deciding if they look good or bad and like making up a yeah. story about these, like we're all bullshitting. And I think that's what I learned in college. And that helps me with imposter syndrome anyway. Yeah. And I totally also relate to the imposter syndrome with the podcast because you're like, Mm-hmm. Who am I to like speak on these things? But that's <laughs> that's why for us we're like we don't know anything, and this is why we speak on these things to remind yeah. everyone <laughs> that no one knows shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's why I love the name of your podcast too. It's like so relatable, and it's like we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we're winging yeah. it. <laughs> I know yeah. it works. It is wonderful when we like miss a week or like we're like we wing something and we're like that was bad, but like you guys know we don't <laughs> plan <brand>. anything. <laughs> yeah, it's so true, and it's like I think that's the, like the great part about putting out content these days is like. I feel like this is why the younger uh, generation has no imposter syndrome. This is like my theory. It's because they like are so used to everyone putting out content and it's like kind of embarrassing, but like no one really cares. Mm -hmm. And I feel like our generation is very like millennial, sort of Gen Z, but mostly millennial. And everyone's like nervous, like put stuff out or like what people are going to think about them. And so I kind of admire the Gen Zs for that. (laughs) I know there's a lot of like shameless posts. Like sometimes I'm like, whoa, this is crazy that you put this on the internet, but like, Kudos to you, (laughs) the confidence. Sometimes I open TikTok and I get hit with like a crazy one. I'm like, wow, she posted this. That's like so wild, but I respect it because I wanted to hear the story. It's so wild. (laughs) Speaking of podcast names, what inspired your podcast name and was your mom like, what the fuck? I I taught you everything I knew. Like, how could you betray me like this? My mother does not love the name, but she understands it. And um, yeah, I think it, it it's so funny. I've always like kept a list in my phone of things that I feel like everyone should know about and that we aren't like necessarily taught like to pee after sex, for example, like, or you also go to the UTI um, or like when you take zinc, you need to take it with food. Like these random little things that I'm like, I wish, or like probiotics with antibiotics. I'm like, Yes, your mom tells you those things, but sometimes like someone forgets to tell you those things and it can be really detrimental (laughs) or like it can cause like some, you know, random issue. And so I kind of, it kind of spurred from that list almost where I was like, okay, like these are the things that we are forgotten to be told. And then I just played it into my mother because she's lovely and has taught me so many things, but I think (laughs) she even, it's like, I kind of feel like this about my mom too. Like you, you can relate to it with really a lot of people and there's so many like different topics that you can cover with a name like that too, where it's like these things that we should know, but we don't. So 
um, that's kind of where it came from. Well, it is like, I feel like I know exactly what I'm getting into or like the vibe of the podcast. Like I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. all the, I don't know all those things. Like my mom never told me because it is, I mean, mm-hmm. coming into your twenties is jarring. And like, I, I think it's very different than I was expecting it in some ways. Um, and it's like, it's great things, but also like was a lot of transition and like being confused and learning that everyone mm-hmm. doesn't fucking know what they're doing. Like that took two years of working <laughs> before. I yeah. That out. I know. So, yeah. Yeah. I just, I love the name a plus on that. You. Um, I would love to know what is like one of your kind of big, like looking back through your twenties, what is one of your biggest life lessons or like something that you feel like, Oh, I've really like grown into this or like learned this thing overcome this thing, whatever. Mm -hmm. I love that question. Um, I think obviously I'm still learning. I'm 27. So I still have three more years to fuck some stuff up before I'm 30. I think (laughs) sorry for swearing so much. I don't don't know if I'm allowed to do that. No, no, we're allowed to swear. swear. We're crazy. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I think the one there's like two kind of things that play into each other. I think one thing is when I was in my early twenties, slash like high school I never really was an emotional person and never like showed my emotions and that was like very detrimental to my growth because I haven't been able to learn how to like express my needs in a certain way and like through therapy and especially like this past year I've gone to therapy for consistently for a year which I've never done in my life and I now know like all these tactics on how to get like things I want and out of relationships or um, from like, you know, a coworker and stuff like that and how to really like relay what I'm feeling versus like holding in anger and like having it be more of a stressor for me. So I think that's like one thing that I learned. And then also just like trusting my gut. Um, I feel like I've gotten on this like really strange like career path and I've done all these like kind of things. And it's always just been a gut feeling where I know like I really want to do something and like following that and trusting that is so important. And I feel like women have this like crazy gut intuition that we have like with relationships with people that we meet. And I think it's like so powerful and that we should all lean into it. So like, that's like really helped me out. Cause I always like quiet, I, I would probably quiet it more in like college and um, you know, earlier in my twenties, but I feel like now I really lean into it and I just like love where it takes me. So, yeah. I know you said earlier that you were like, you were in a place where you just wanted the universe to like, tell you what to do. Mm -hmm. And this kind of ties into like trusting your gut. Do you like journal or are you just like, you're in your mind, like universe, I don't know what the (laughs) fuck to do. Like, tell me what to do. (laughs) Or are you like, like, I don't know. How do you ask for signs or how do you trust your gut? Because I don't know how to do that. So totally. No, this is a great question. It's something like I'm exploring all the time, but I sometimes go in these phases where I'm journaling a lot. It's like when I'm more like, I think unbalanced and balanced. And I I think that helps me like look at my patterns and like reading back on my journals too. And like seeing like where things have like gone wrong or like gone right for me and like what I'm doing during that time. And like journaling is so powerful and I wish I did it every day. I should do it every day, but I don't, but any, in any form, it's so great for you. And even just to get those things out. And when it comes to like the universe stuff, it's so funny. Like I go through these phases too, where I'm like, I'm going to say yes, like mantras and stuff like that. It's like, I'm going to say yes to things that come my way. And I'm going to do that for like a month. And so just like putting that out there and like letting it happen. I don't know. It's just, it's some sort of magic, but sometimes it doesn't happen. And sometimes I say that and then nothing really happens, but you never know. (laughs) And yeah, I think, I think definitely journaling is one thing. And then 
Um, I don't know. I think just like being open and like, just, I don't know. I used to really be like irritable towards things uh, that would happen in like my day to day. If I like got a ticket or something happened, I would like really let it ruin my whole day. And I'm like, I've worked so hard to like kind of be like, that's okay. Like my day is going to be different probably because of this, but I'm just going to like not let it like be, I'm going to let it be a blip in this, in this plan. So I think Mm -hmm. like keeping myself grounded that way too has helped a lot. Yeah. Just like accepting what is instead of trying to resist it so hard. Yeah. Yeah. And letting yourself be angry in that moment and then like moving on. Yeah. I know. I, there's this concept of like not being guilty for the way that you feel, but then also Mm -hmm. like not letting the feeling overrun you I'm yeah. learning that balance I still am not there I'm like it's one so or the other. I'm like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna feel it or acknowledge it at all or I'm gonna talk about it for three weeks and then it will then it will go away <laughs> yeah it's so funny I read something somewhere recently that average emotion lasts seven minutes um so which is crazy to me um and I think that's also part of the whole like universe thing where it's like if a feeling lingers like maybe that means something and like trusting mm. your gut so, um, but like anger out of a ticket, for example, like that should last like p- typically seven minutes or like anxiety, um, is another thing where it's like, you can, you mm-hmm. know, okay, I can, I'm going to be anxious for seven minutes. Cause I'm feeling it right now, for example. And then, you know, it will go away and it will calm down. I think that's so interesting. Uh, and just such a crazy s- statistic. Oh my gosh. I can't say it. Statistic. Well, <laughs> that makes sense to me. I mean, Jordan and I used to like do nicotine, use nicotine. And uh-huh. we would always say it when we were trying to quit, we would say to each other, like, okay, if we have a craving, just wait 15 minutes and drink a cold <laughs> glass of water and like you'll probably yeah. be okay. And it always so worked. True. Like it never, it's really just did it work? Okay. Well, it, <laughs> it worked now. I mean, it worked yeah, in the moment. It maybe didn't work when I had a drink or something, but it worked for yeah. those 15 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> Yeah, totally. Alcohol definitely like changes your perception of time. Yeah. Yeah. I also feel like that's such good relationship advice. Like Mm. wait, if you're like reacting Mm -hmm. to something your partner said or did or like whatever, waiting, be like, let me give me seven minutes. Come back to this in (laughs) seven minutes and and maybe I'll still be mad. Maybe I'll get over it. Like like, who knows? The room for seven minutes and come back. I need to like meditate for seven minutes, go away, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, I love that. Yeah. Um, so first of all, congrats on a full year of therapy. I am Thank such you. a pro therapy advocate and I don't even think I've ever done like a full consistent year. I usually do like nine months and then take a break. So yeah, that yeah. is awesome. Thank you. Um, so it sounds like therapy is one of your favorite resources, but I would love to know like what else do you lean on? Where else are you learning and growing? Do you have like favorite podcasts or books that you kind of come back to and you're trying to self-improve? Yeah, definitely. Um, I actually, I have a weird theory that self-help books make me more stressed out. So I try not to <laughs> read those. And I actually saw someone on TikTok say that and I was like, okay, I'm not alone. Um, so I think my resources, definitely therapy. Um, and also I love, I think Jordan, we talked about this too, on like the Scooty fund, like learning about what's, what, I, what is happening to me. Like if I'm having a really anxious, like moment, like what, what does that mean? Like, what am I, where's this coming from? And like, kind of like educational background to anything that's going on in a way, like really helps me. Um, like if I'm having any like relationship issues, like I'm typically very secure, but I like can lean, um, anxious sometimes. Um, when it comes to like attachment theory, I try to like really educate myself in that. I'm like, why am I feeling like this? Like, what can I do to like relieve this? 
and I know it's not my partner like doing something wrong it's like you know something going on so I think like just like educating and like listening to podcasts like I like psychologists on the clock or off the clock all those like relationship podcasts are so great too um and uh resources wise I love insight timer for meditation it's free which is fantastic I'm sure you guys use it you're nodding so I love I love that um and I use this app actually as of recent called how we feel um I don't know if you guys have heard of it but I'm like their biggest (laughs) advocate I think I tell everyone about it but it's essentially this app and you log in and um I there's four quadrants. So it's like high, high emotion or high energy, pleasant, high energy, unpleasant. And you kind of go into this big feeling wheel and you can select one and then you can like leave yourself a voice note or a quick like message, like, okay. And then you can look back and see how you were feeling throughout the day. They give you like a weekly report and it's like a very easy, fun way to like track feelings. And like, I don't know, it's kind of like my digital journal almost. Um, and I've found mm-hmm. that to be really helpful, especially in those seven minute moments. So we were just chatting about like, <laughs> kind of like getting it out on paper, or just like talking it out in that moment. Um, and I just like absolutely love it. It's it's a great app and it's free and um, just so easy to use. So. Okay. Downloading right now. That sounds amazing. Yeah. It's also I like, know. it feels like a more approachable way to journaling. And I love like the voice app concept mm-hmm. so that it's like, Sometimes when I write in my journal, I feel like I sound like a little girl, like I went to work and then I came (laughs) home and I like, I just feel like I sound so like childish. And so it'd be Mm -hmm. nice to be able to voice it instead of like pressuring myself to write so quickly, like keep up with my thoughts. But I was wondering, do you ever listen to, um, Dr. Esther Perel's podcast? Love her. Love, love Esther. Um, (laughs) I have her game actually. Um, where do we begin? I've never played it. I, I got it. I gifted to me and I like really want to play it soon, but, um, I think it's like her version of we're not really strangers, but yes, Mm -hmm. I love her and I love her work. Um, her and like the Gottman's too. They're great. Yeah. Well, when you play that yeah. game, I would love a full review because I've been wanting to buy it. So let me know how you like it. I will. I will. F- I'll do a full review for sure. Yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> um, yeah. I sit, ditto to autumn. Well, both on the game and the app. That sounds amazing. I also like, I have the weirdest energy levels. And so I love the <laughs> idea of being really easily being able to track like my energy throughout the day. Um, so that's great. Well, if before we wrap up, if you want to shout yourself out, where can people find you? Where do you want people to go after they listen to this episode? Um, now's your moment. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Claire Calfo and my podcast is also on Instagram at what your mom forgot to tell you. Um, my new season comes out May 24th. So that's coming up soon, which is really exciting. You two will be featured on it, um, at some point, which I'm very excited about as well. Um, and yeah, those are sort of my main places. I'm on TikTok, all the platforms, Twitter, where I rant and do all those fun things, but, um, yeah, that's where you can find me. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on Claire. This has been so awesome. Thanks for sharing everything with us. I'm literally going to go and download that app right (laughs) after we, right after we stop recording. Um, so yeah, thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. This was so much fun.